0: welcome fellow travelers to the Neverending adventure podcast i am one of your co-hosts russell tendo i'm here as always with
1: one of my best D- good buddies dj netty p as always yep. just coming at you live as with a um with a delicious glass of Rosso Italian wine, it's fantastic. Ooh, I got Highly some water.
0: Some water, some lemon, some honey,
1: and that's that's what I'm rocking because yeah, I got a little it's, bit it's of just, a little coffee just wine. Cop. It's just wine before it's been treated by Jesus. He turns it, yeah, it turns or, <laughs> <know>.
0: <laughs> What it is? It is.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he it turns it entirely. Wine.
0: Yeah, uh, man, I had like three or four cups of tea today. I'm just like on a honey and water. Role for some reason, but anyways, this is an Adventure Time podcast, as you can assume, and uh, you know that's that's what we do. We just talk about Adventure Time, we mm-hmm. talk about tea, we talk about wine. Um, we mostly don't talk about tea or wine. It's almost entirely Adventure Time, and <laughs> some tangents here or there. But it, regardless, you know, I digress. Um, this is the what season four, episode seven. We're going to be talking about in your footsteps today. A fun little episode about a bear. Who just desires to be a hero? That's all he, he really just wants, wants to be a hero. He just man. wants to be a hero. If, if you're new to the podcast, I've never seen the show before. Uh I, I'm Russell again, never seen the show, and Ned is a longtime fan. And we're just gonna hang out for a bit and go through it and and uh, get moving. But first, I think we want to go into a traveler's log segment. A, a couple of weeks ago, we asked to have people send in their PDA stories or if there's anything regarding PDA that you wanted yes. to discuss or have us discuss on the podcast. And we had someone who is, uh, well, she, or they, sorry, I, I don't know pronouns at the moment. She,
1: she, they, she, they, he, she, they, are Announces way on top
0: habit. of it with the Traveler's Log and always appreciative when they message in. So Ned,
1: can you uh, yes. hit up what is yes. talking about? And for our Traveler's Log segment, it's great. You can send us in basically any of your notes to our email, which Russell will shoot out to you at the very end of the podcast today. And it's where we we want to get your perspective. We want to see your perspective on what we're talking about. We go deep thoughts, we go theoretically speakings, and we go stories. And we want to hear pretty much everybody else's thoughts and stories and if we're missing stuff and if they can top our stories, I think ours are the best though. But Kayla, <laughs> Kayla says uh, PDA story inspired by pig and tree trunks episode when they are just freaking bumping and grinding nonstop. She said, I wanted to share with you two stories about PDA that oddly both happened during the senior year of my high school on the same day. One being awful and cringe and one being really sweet. It was homecoming and students were dancing to be expected yet there were two freshmen that were acting as if they had just experienced hormones for the first time. They were dancing in a way that was extremely offensive to my eyes. I won't go into detail, but I will say I have never seen someone dance for so long on their knees. So I would imagine uh, <laughs> my comment on that is, uh, inspired by Nicki Minaj more than likely. Yeah. And, uh, and I also won't like go into- probably <laughs> a
0: school gym, right?
1: Like they're just yeah. hanging out in the school gym. <laughs> A crudely oh, a crudely empty school gym, possibly. <laughs> uh, Kayla goes on to say, I won't go on in detail, but I will say I've never seen someone dancing for so long on their knees. It was an awful to even get a glimpse of it, and I will never forgive them for that angry face. But my sweet hey, story about PDA nice. is that day, my ex-partner and I had finally reached a point where we were comfortable with kissing, and they kissed my hand. It wasn't an over-the-top thing. And even if people saw it, it was something that I would be I would be embarrassed about. I just thought it was super sweet. So that was, I love that Traveler's Log because it was pretty yeah. much exactly what we were saying uh, about that episode. My deep thought on that episode with Mr. Pig and Tree Trunks was that if you are doing PDA and your intention is to make the other person feel special, then that's when it's appropriate. That's when actually nobody gives a fuck about it. And when it's like the people dancing on the floor in that story, when it's because you're just a horny person and you want to be horny in public, that is when it is very much <laughs> yeah. frowned upon. So Kayla, I appreciate yeah. your insight. And I love that you did do two stories because that episode, we really did have two perspectives on yeah, right in that episode. So fantastic. Both, I, love, for sure. I love Traveler's Logs. I love our freaking Travelers, man. I
0: do too. Yeah, that's great. No, we i don't know man it's interesting to hear too i mean kissing the hand seems subtle and all but it's like that's a big deal especially if that's not something like i'm not a big pda guy uh i mean, holding hands or whatever is kind of what i would do in public or sitting next to each other like arm around uh my girlfriend or something like that is kind of for the most part the limit to it but uh I don't know. I get it. That, yeah. that is very sweet. I appreciate. Yeah, that. I'm.
1: I'm a little jaded in that department just because I'm married. So I can squeeze my wife's butt in public and be like, "Hey, yeah, I put a ring on that." I'm, I'm good. Is that help.
0: that just gives you an excuse to do that, Ned? I don't know. Yeah, that's obviously, obviously, so doesn't make anybody <laughs> feel uncomfortable ever. You know? Yeah, yeah. Once you get a <laughs> ring, you know, you know, it doesn't matter what other people think. You can do
1: whatever you want in public. Yeah, it's no holds bar at that point. Like you, you're good yeah. to go. <laughs> well, <laughs> All regardless. Right, but, Getting back to today's topic of choice is in your footsteps, season four, episode seven, with the bear. Yeah, the bear. Man, first introduction. First of all, I had a first comment on the bear that I realized a little later. Uh, I'll get into my thoughts on the bear later, but in my mind, is are you not a little sketched out that this bear is just eating leaves? He's just he's vegetarian bear. Which is well, uh, first of all the first off-putting thing is that he's not—he's supposed to be a normal bear. He doesn't like to speak. He doesn't have speech. He's not like those, uh, you know, woodland a, critters.
0: A bear bear uh, He's a wild animal, right? But but are we trying to say that like I don't know? What do bears do before they hibernate? Do they not eat a bunch of like random crap so they get stuffed up? I don't I don't know. I really have no, no idea. What I thought they do. that
1: they just like mauled things and dragged them to the den. And, and, no, and they before eat, they, they eat, hibernate, eat, like, dude. Before they yeah, like before sleep they hibernate, the they they like gorge themselves on food oh. and then hibernate.
0: For some reason, and uh, well, maybe I'm just immature, and or someone told me this in like elementary school, but I was like, I thought they, gosh, I'm gonna sound like an idiot here. I thought they just like stuffed up, like got as constipated as they possibly could, and that would be why <laughs> a bear would be eating leaves and pine cones and that sort of a thing. I maybe, I have no maybe idea. Maybe so.
1: I don't. Um, yeah, I didn't look into bear facts before this episode, and and I didn't. I know they eat berries and honey, like because that's like calorie heavy food, but just like eating leaves and grass and pine cones, like. Unless that truly is something that would like actually, well, it wouldn't be for nutrition.
0: You. It would just be for
1: yeah, constipation. Huh. I guess the fibers. I have no idea. Shoot, man. Well, I really regardless, I really should have looked at bear, bear facts. <laughs> yeah, we should have okay, so, bear facts. Okay, no, I, I <laughs> the bear sucks. Okay, that's actually a great way to start this episode off because all the previous times I've watched this episode, I've been in that same mindset where the bear sucks, the bear's creepy, the bear's weird and Well,
0: sus is what I was saying. Not sus sucks. though. He does uh, kind of oh, suck uh, in some ways. I'll admit, he does kind of suck sometimes. But for the most part, it's just suspicious, yeah. as you were saying earlier. Suspicious. It's suspicious.
1: It's it's a little tree. He comes on strong from the beginning, which makes you feel a little sus. But obviously, Jake and Finn take two ends of the spectrum in an, in analyzing the bear, in the bear's actions and I don't know. I, I feel like I was a Jake for the first several times seeing this episode and pretty much up until today. I was a that's weird, that's creepy, that's red flags. And watching it today, I don't know if it was just a mindset thing, if I was just looking at it from a really analytical perspective, but I was kind of fin sided watching it this time around. I don't know. Like what would would you say that you leaned more Finn or more Jake on the perspective of the bear?
0: I am definitely leaning more toward Jake's perspective, but I will say there is a new house canon for this episode over here in Nashville. Uh, the house canon is that the bear was a good guy until his party when Finn broke his heart, and he truly wanted to be a hero, but then because Finn broke his heart, he decided to turn to the dark side, and it's a bear uh, villain origin story.
1: I 100% agree, and I and I was thinking of it in that kind of sense of, I think the bear is lonely and this is actually, you know what, knock it off. We got a theoretically speaking segment here. Okay. And the bear was obviously lonely and looking for some sort of company. And typically when someone's lonely like that, they will take on, you know, the nature of a group. Like you say, if you're a lonely person and, and you find a group of friends, finally you do adopt their likings, their, the way they dress, the way they behave, the way they talk, you kind of will, you know, absolve that into yourself. And I think the bear was lonely. I do think, in my theoretically speaking, the bear was lonely and the snail came to the bear originally, a.k.a. the lich, and was maybe, like, deceptively friendly towards the bear. The bear's obviously not possessed by the lich, or he would have, like, green eyes, too. And so just Hmm. having company Mm -hmm. with the lich, I think the lich sent the bear off to go just say he was like what do whatever you have to do to get the book i don't care if you kill them i don't care if you uh do whatever so i think that's why the bear was there i think that's why the bear was in and around where finn and jake just to like get the book for the snail to get the book for his friend to be a better friend then i think that the bear got saved by finn from choking on a peanut and then was like oh my gosh I'm not going to follow the snail anymore. You know, I'm not going to get the book. I'm just going to be friends with this guy. and, And then when Finn breaks his heart at the end and pretty much was like, go be yourself, but don't be me. You're a cool guy. I do think the bear was like, Oh shoot. I was, I had given up on trying to get the book, but now he just willingly gave it to me and then told me to pretty much like scram and go be myself. So I'll just go take it back to the snail. So I don't. Yeah. think, I think it was maybe, in- possibly beginning malicious, leaned away from maliciousness at the end of it, and then at the well, end, do we was know like-
0: if the bear was being controlled or not? Like, do we know that you have to have like your eye when because we know the lich has the ability to persuade or to control people, like how he originally had uh, the snail set him free from the amber and the tree right yeah
1: but it was the every time we have Whereas seen, the snail's eyes like
0: hypnotized i don't recall i don't recall yeah if the snail they, just were, they were like, like a normal like, snail or
1: not they were like glowy green and black and then same with when pb was possessed by the lich and okay um and then like the lich every time he has possessed somebody it's not been in any form of like I, I, what would you call it like a good, good mimicking of that person's characteristics. You know, yeah. it's been pretty malicious. Yeah, to certainly. Evil.
0: Well, I guess I was just curious if the bear was acting out of its own free will or if he was being controlled.
1: But you kind of answered that in saying yeah. that perhaps I, he was not being controlled. I um, think when when we see just like people being controlled by the lich, the lich controlling situations, especially kind of getting into when we get into the multiverse stuff, and there are m- more entities that are. Semi possessed by the lich, yeah. It's the bear, I think, is operating like full, full, like self awareness. I think,
0: yeah, I think we vastly underestimated the intelligence of the bear. I, I believe he knew exactly what he was doing, and he, when he was pulling on Finn's heartstrings and his imitation, and had the conviction like his like fake conviction of wanting to be a strong superhero just like Finn, I think all of yeah. that was. Uh, a bear being far more intelligent than we, you know, he led on and we underestimated him and that entirely. So
1: do you believe that the bear did possess the ability to like speak before meeting? Cause I still don't believe that the bear necessarily, he, cause he goes back to the snail lich's lair and he just raises anything. the book up and goes like, Ooh, like doesn't. So I, I do think that again, it's that kind of like an like, intelligent bear.
0: Well, maybe he doesn't have Finn the vocal cords to necessarily yeah. speak appropriately, right? But he can still kind of speak. He can still yeah. sort of say well, words. In terms
1: of like even like learning language, like Finn was the first ever friend, true friend that gave him the time of day to even well, that like, we ne- I mean, work in this on him, his words with him. You know.
0: Yeah, but the, just this one episode. We don't know, you know, who knows what the bear's been up
1: to and all the time before oh, I now. I know. This is the, this is why being, I it you're being silly, so there Hey, I don't get to have many theoretically speakings <laughs> on this show, so <laughs> let me have my day. Inside. Theoretically speaking,
0: this bear that probably isn't a reoccurring character. I I would assume he probably doesn't come back.
1: He much, comes back if at all. In in yeah, maybe maybe a spoiler drop, but like obviously the fun the apex possibly my tops of the episode was the fact that we are like mid-season four not even like a season finale have brought back in the fact the lich like you know when the lich possessed the snail at the end of um gosh was it the end of season two um, yes the beginning of season three whenever i guess however that played out it it was just like left like was it just a funny joke that the snails possess and like they bring it back full canonical and I Gosh. love those like full About time big circle canonical. We do need a antagonist of the show. And obviously at this point we've established that ice King's not the antagonist like we thought in season one. So uh, that was maybe my tops of the episode that we, we get the full circle
0: it got me, man. I was not expecting the snail because I've I knew it was coming at some point, but I was thinking it would be like right at the end of the season mm-hmm, because it's exactly. been so long at this point. And then when the snail popped out, I I audibly yelled. I was like, "Oh god, what?" The <laughs> yes. hell. You, you yeah, know? you weren't
1: expecting the bear to be where no, because it's all not that epic yeah. of an
0: episode. It's just like a whatever episode, right, where the bear's just imitating Finn the whole time.
1: Um, well and that's that's uh, it's also the beauty of this show of like an episode you could easily graze over you could almost easily check out in this episode and then all of a sudden when we get into full-on lich lore pretty much at the end of this season episode 26 of this season is i would say what breaks adventure time into as good of a show as like rick and morty is like the last episode of this season and okay. this episode teases up the fact that the show is going that direction.
0: Yeah, like the first like two or three seasons of Rick and Morty, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Because <laughs> I don't, I can honestly say I don't keep up with it anymore. But
1: no, yeah, I haven't um, seen any of season six yet. Yeah,
0: and they just had some big controversy with Justin Roiland too. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah,
1: know. we won't we won't discuss that. But yeah, it's uh, pretty much not nine season rick and morty forever anymore
0: <laughs> yeah that's a community we gotta get in a movie we gotta, that's I'm yeah, we gotta get a
1: movie gotta wrap that shit up and uh <laughs> move on with our lives
0: come on dan move on uh no but regardless it is a very interesting episode i i just i find it hard to believe that the bear isn't intelligent in the way that he goes about he doesn't care about jake and he's ignoring jake for most of this episode i mean at first when they're at the table he does it at the very beginning where he's just like care less he's focused on what Finn's doing he wants to pretend to be Finn and kind of like get on Finn's good side and then of course he has this big bonding moment with Finn when he's choking on the peanuts uh and Finn goes and and rescues him and saves him and that's a big bonding thing whether he was actually choking or just kind of faking being choking on peanuts or not um and then Finn for whatever reason the Enchiridion comes out of nowhere and he hits him with the Enchiridion and I did notice not to tangent too much but the white peppermint roll-up dude whatever he is that yeah character, like a
1: like a, a vanilla swiss roll man yeah
0: he's just like um yeah so what is that you know just very suspicious like is he working for the lich too what are you doing <laughs> yeah, how many dude?
1: candy be- we already know there's a bunch of ne'er-do-wells in the candy kingdom who yeah, knows certainly. who's working for the lich at i mean point?
0: peppermint butler has got to be on the side of the lich i would assume no 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 no.
1: peppermint butler has many knowledge of evil lore but leans on the good side of the knowledge like it's like death is not inherently evil either and that's why him and peppermint butler are buddies yeah but i mean hudson abadir kind of is he's chaotic well he's we did establish he's chaotic evil but at this it point, seems like the worst type of evil <laughs> yeah know. chaotic yeah, evil Butler's seems pretty bad bud <laughs> can, can, yes i don't know where peppermint butler is. he's chaotic neutral i guess
0: yeah maybe so yeah. i don't i don't know it's been a while i'd have to revisit the charts but <laughs> yeah then we got we got the bear again ignoring jake when they're inside uh the treehouse when they finally invite him back home and jake's sitting there listening to his walkman and yeah, then let's then just pause oh, him
1: over. let's just pause that and say yeah. that still shot slash GIF of Jake listening to his Walkman just chilling. It's, it actually, is probably one of my favorite stills of the entire. show.
0: Oh yeah, really?
1: Yeah, like oh yeah, I, I love that. Just like screenshot of Jake just like jamming on a Walkman. I'm gonna have I don't to check that
0: why. out. I'm gonna need a uh, anime lo-fi playlist to that one for sure Ooh, like yeah a that,
1: sounds, that sounds adventure
0: good. time lo-fi playlist with that kind of being the visual element that just repeats over and over again no, did you ever dude. have a walkman or anything of the sort i
1: had a walkman an actual branded walkman wow. but it was a cd player it wasn't a tape okay. player walkman
0: yeah i had the cd player as well with some terrible headphones it wasn't a walkman mine was a probably a cheap knockoff And you really couldn't walk around with that thing because your your CD would like mess up immediately.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, you yeah I remember. Pretty grounded. I I was like probably six years old. Had just watched Tarzan. My mom bought me the Tarzan CD straight up Phil Collins all day, and I would put headphones on it like six years old and go and climb trees listening to Phil Collins. Oh my god. Yeah, trying not to make the CD skip in the Walkman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great, That's so but sorry, funny. I
1: inter—I interrupted. I just had to take a moment to appreciate. No, you're good. Just like that yeah, little cool shot of Jake, just like you know, they're with each other all the time too. So it's like kind of Jake having his little cool, like I'm just going to listen like, listen to music. Yeah, Jake tonight, moment you know? in the corner, Jake of course. Moment.
0: I mean, yeah, you know, the bears copying Finn, and Finn's all about it. He's like, "Oh, this is tops bluebee." top tops Blueby? Is that what he says? Tops tops, top's Blueby. Yes, that's a weird one to say.
1: Uh, well, and, and I he had repeats a, it
0: throughout the whole episode, right? About he the
1: repeats bear. it, and you know why I think, um, I think that's in Finn's vocabulary. I kind of caught me off guard, but when Princess Bubblegum was thirteen,
0: Baloobo in Baloobo those episodes,
1: Baloobo. yeah, she said blue and I think that Finn just kind of like picked up on that a little bit too. So I yeah. think that's a, a little full circle for us there too.
0: Okay. I could see that totally. If, I, I just love, you know, we get some good BMO moments in this episode. <laughs> and Finn's sitting there. He's he's drinking a drink and then the bear copies by no on BMO's foot. Uh, but again, doesn't copy Jake. He's not interested in Jake. Jake is mm-hmm. not the hero. Really what's going on is Jake doesn't have the Enchiridion. Jake doesn't yeah. have access to what he needs or what he wants. And so well, <laughs> he doesn't feel a desire in my mind to get on Jake's good side and it's okay if he's sus for whatever reason.
1: I uh, I have a little I'm I'm not going to call it a qualm with you on that, but yeah. just in terms of again going along with my theoretically speaking, it reminded me I don't know if it was an even Stevens episode or something else that was like Disney related, but there is some sort of Disney, Nickelodeon um, thematic episode of the main character saved my life and thus I will copy him and be like his little clone. I think it was an even Steven's episode where he like stopped a kid from being bullied and then the kid like started following him and doing everything he did. And so I think that in essence, that's why the bear is super obsessed with Finn. One is because he's the life of the party to start. Then he saves his life. And then he's like, I want to be like that guy. He But saved in my, your headcanon, he, he
0: knows. Y- you you're also said earlier, though, that you think that the bear already had the meeting with the Lich, already he knows that Finn has in and I
1: don't know. I, I'm not falling for it, man. Yeah, I mean, I think, like well, like I said, I think the bear just was going to get close to Finn regardless, but I think he's turned at this point. And he's just like I'm. Just gonna hang with him, um, okay. and then and then he yeah. switch, changes his mind again once Finn like rips his ass open. You know,
0: uh, he does what? I don't know. He rips his ass <laughs> open. <laughs> All right. Tears well, let's, a, let's, let's do the a commercial on that note. I'll <laughs> see you in a minute, then. I need on a new take a break. asses. This Friday, it's the most soccer league. It's tops, bluebee, See Football, and Bemo face off in a real. Club inspired showdown. It's game three of five, and football has been undefeated so far in this series. And truly tearing Bimo, a new USB port. Can Bimo get his circuits together in more ways than one? And somebody get this sweet, sweet boy a friend, please. This Friday, the Moa Soccer League all winter long on ESPN8. Diojo.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for sitting through our advertisement for the BMO Soccer League uh, or yeah. the Mo Soccer League because that actually leads me into a fantastic factoid of this episode is that the fact that the promotional art uh, for this episode actually depicted BMO playing soccer with other Mo's while candy people were cheering them on. It was not shown in the episode but depicted BMO in a soccer match, which I was like, I, dude, I could do a whole episode. On a, I need on that. a BMO soccer. I want. That. I need I want that, that so
0: bad, man. I, I gotta in say, Bemo rolling the Bemo is my lovely of this episode. Thank you. He's okay, BMO. Such a small point part of the episode, but him rolling the soccer ball back and forth, and then also like having the deal with his parents his roommates yelling at each other mm-hmm. which totally sucks and you know that it is never a good a, feeling it was that but i just actually i just love it i just love
1: bmo so much I, well i'm glad that bmo got your lovely because bmo has been my lovely like so many times i couldn't redo it again oh, but that same. scene got yeah. my tops of the episode because okay. it it kind of it strikes a heartstring i'm sure with many people of yeah. like sitting there you know getting picked up from a soccer practice and then you're parents are arguing and you're just kinda sitting there yeah. in your soccer uniform like what the hell do i do and we see that you know like yeah bemo is a functioning part of this family um and very nice to finally see that like bemo gets to go do independent things as well and bemo has he goes and plays soccer like you know, uh, I know, so but why like, does it
0: have a mode of transportation? Like Bimo's got to be old <laughs> enough to be like have a little no, mo car, you know, little little no, vehicle for himself. No,
1: Bimo is Bimo is a Ben's got to go get a, up. Well, there's a great episode. Spoiler alert, non-spoiler <laughs> drop, but spoiler alert, where Bimo becomes a man or like. What does he say? I'm gonna become an adult. I'm gonna be I'm gonna grow up. And there's a whole episode where BMO grows up. So in in essence, though, Bimo is a child in okay. mind and thought and theory, whole nine yards too. But um that's why I love when when Russell actually had, you know, obviously we don't like to talk about our advertisements too much, but Russell had the idea for a Mo Soccer League, and I was like, that's actually great because that's what the writers had intended <laughs> to show yeah. that. There was a Mo Soccer League going on, which That's pretty again, cool. If if you if HBO ever gives us more specials, like let's do a <laughs> Beam Olympics or something like that. That'd be fantastic.
0: Yeah, as like a fun not actually what the HBO special is about, right? Or like the series is about. Like that would just be a fun, like filler episode.
1: Yeah. It would always oh, be well, that's kind of like there has been the HBO specials were a lot of like, let's answer some questions of like unspoken stories and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like this would be a kind of show where if you just picked it up out of nowhere and just started to do just like one more season of like other things happening in Ooh or, or Finn being a 30 year old or a 21 year old and doing a little bit more mature-esque adventures, not like risque, but mature adventures would be great, you know? Yeah. And I think it would would just be accepted and very well, like widely loved by people. Yeah. But we're biased, obviously.
0: Give me another factoid.
1: Uh, Factoids of this episode. Fantastic. Uh, The snail actually appears twice in this episode. Once while Finn and Jake are partying, I think our typical normal snail appearance And obviously the second time at the end, which I think is great because it does tie that whole story in with the Lich always watching Finn and Jake. The fact that the snails in these episodes like waving still.
0: Do we know that there isn't just multiple snails? What if there were just, this is just a type of snail that just loves the wave and break the fourth wall.
1: (laughs) But the snail that waved in the episode that the Lich possessed him in I know. That's pretty cool. I That's just, a cool fact. I thought it was cool that the snail does they did purposely make him appear twice in this episode, yeah, which was cool. I actually
0: really like that. Because then that just kind of goes to show that he's there, he's having some influence or what we're not seeing is the conversations between him him and the bear in the woods, and he's just like, do it. Go go be friends with Finn. Do it. <laughs>
1: um another factoid of this episode, which I think is actually another great factoid is that Jake says, why can't you grok that? And the word grok comes from the book stranger in a strange land by Robert a Heinlein, and is a Martian word. That means to thoroughly understand something with the completeness of being, um, which I love that factoid because as we will get to in later this season with son of Mars, that glob and a lot of the, Words, religion, aka like religion of adventure time comes from Mars. Uh hmm. spoiler drop again. That there's a big play with with a society going on with Mars. That's a big deal. Um, other factoids of this episode, the bear is seen wearing a hat like Finn's, which obviously goes to show that Finn has multiple hats. Finally, putting to rest the theory that Finn has been wearing the same hat since he was a baby, uh, but he—I think that that's a great thing to bring up, just to be like it's Finn has style, have one dirty yeah baby hat that he always <laughs> wears. Dude, I get it.
0: I'm on my seventh um, pair of like the exact same Vans, so you know I've been wearing them since high school. I, yeah, it's a it's a style. Sometimes it's yeah. hard to get over those.
1: When you know, you know. When you got a style, you know it you know yeah you just got um, it um i think i think it's a cool fact too that this is uh the first time the snail actually talks in adventure time in theory but the old voice of the lich was ron perlman and this time it was actually pen ward that was voicing the lich as the snail which i think is cool i love the fact that pen ward is like is that involved that involved with his own show as well um yeah and then, yeah, some of the the other things is factoids about this episode is just that the title card um, is a depiction of a young Leonidas um, resembles from the film 300 where a young Leonidas is about to engage in the battle with a wolf. Um, and I just it thought it was bears- interesting
0: that title card, the bear, how aggressive he is and, and how, you know, kind of out <laughs> yeah. of like – Kind of instinctually acting and totally just uh, a natural act for the bear's aggression, and then you have these two birds, like kind of ravens or, or crows or whatever, looking over kind of maniacally, like surveying the situation, which I can only assume is like in the place of the snail, as to not give away the snail is yeah. going to be oh, the yeah. end of good, the episode.
1: Good analysis. I mean, we we don't typically do really deep an- title card analyses. But that's yeah. actually—I love that—the fact that kind of the the ravens were an a lich essence watching over the that, bear. That's like what that. it
0: seemed to me. But Ned, I'd love to get to my tops of this episode if you don't mind. Oh
1: yeah, give me give me your tops, baby.
0: Well, let's let's lead into it first a little bit. We were we were back at the house, and the bears imitating Finn like crazy. He goes to get uh, Bimo at the soccer game, right? Mm-hmm. And and it comes back, and all the fincakes have been eaten, and. Ben's just convinced. He's like, dude, he's a bear, Jake. He's a wild animal. Get over it. Like you're supposed to be the mature one at this point yeah. and stop him. Don't film him to try and show me what's up. Yeah, and my then, Jake
1: makes take up the episode, obviously. Yeah.
0: But then Jake is just like, well, fine. I'm not going to your party that you're throwing. Like, I'm not interested. <laughs> like this, this sucks. You suck. And Finn has no idea what he's talking about. The bear's coming to the party. Finally, it hits Finn. Oh, crap. This bear is trying to, like, take over my identity or something. And they go to this this party, and Finn's all peeved and everything. Um, But my tops is what Jake says to Finn when they get to the party, when they arrive. Jake goes... He got in close. He used you. Now he's feeding nuts to your ex girlfriend.
1: <laughs> it was it was a creepy moment where the bear like shoves prematurely shoves a peanut into yeah, like
0: mid sentence of PB
1: mid sentence. However, I did find it slightly endearing that he was doing it to do the Heimlich maneuver on Princess Bubblegum because he wanted I to be a hero. He he wanted I didn't, to be a the only thing he didn't have the. No, but
0: P B is creepy in that scene. P B is so creepy in that yeah, scene. PB's the way like, she looks,
1: a little she like kind of going... laughs and
0: she's got like <laughs> yeah. spit coming out of her mouth. It's it's uh, is it a sexual innuendo? I don't yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't mean, know.
1: I think it has to be, man. It has. Yeah, to be, it's a gotta sexual be. Innuendo.
0: I'm not about it. The you know, but Jake's <laughs> comment about like he's feeding nuts to your ex girlfriend is so funny it
1: is <laughs> he's feeding Not. well then finn has the whole moment it, again it's it, it's a great like theme of this whole season that finn is very much on like the the flame princess kick now is his like yeah. secret crush like, now
0: she wasn't my girlfriend we know ne- we never went steady
1: yeah and so when yeah going steady is a nice way of putting it I, I love it actually from the 80s my parents always were like we say going out like you guys going out and uh, my parents said in the 80s, we just called it going steady. So yeah, kind of a, it's funny that <clears throat> Finn uses that terminology too. But yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those moments where PB is like so logical in so many situations. And you're like, why is she like creepily going along with this bear? Like, I yeah. don't know. But she well, said the, yeah, the, the she thought it was Finn, just like funny jokes, which I guess makes yeah. sense, you know.
0: Yeah, and then they're all pissed off that he upset the bear, right? And he has to go apologize, and Finn feels terrible. But then the Finn mistake is simply giving away the Enchiridion, the the hero's handbook. Has he read the entire thing? I can only assume he's finished it by this point. I can
1: only assume that he has memorized it front to back, that the reason that he got it. Because, I mean, Billy had it at some point. We have to know Billy had it at some point. And obviously, Billy put it back up on the mountain where uh Manish Man lived. That what in, the real in Kairidian two is only I think it's like it says like fifty two, fifty-three like excerpts or per se. Per se. Okay. Um and so I would imagine that Finn has read it from the back. He knows it he maybe has copies. Who knows? But Yeah. Well, they're just
0: using it for when the grass is gross or when the grass is wet. Like they're abusing the Enchiridion, this very important book. And I found it very fascinating at the end of this episode. And this is my theoretically speaking. um, The snail says that the Enchiridion brings him one step closer at the end Mm -hmm. of the episode and, and leaves it kind of vague. And as someone who's never seen the show before, I have to assume that this is some sort of an artifact or there are other artifacts and books that the Lich wants to collect in order to open some sort of interdimensional portal. Like it's going to be like a straight up gravity fall situation, either that or to someone, some sort of a big monster of old. And maybe even it's a way that he can revive, like fully revive him, his old self as the Lich. It's one of those three in my mind there's There's other artifacts out there that it's got kind of to find, essentially. like it's not just a book, obviously, one step closer.
1: You are obviously becoming a fan of this show because I'm not going to spoil which of your theoretically speakings that aligns with, but like you are well within the ballpark of that theory, mm. which is fantastic. I love that you're thinking that way because, yes, the Enchiridion is very important. I won't tell you what happens, but like, yeah, it that's that's pretty much how yeah. this season ends.
0: Well, you know, so, like in Gravity Falls, I, I don't know spoilers. I I won't even go into it. Actually, just the, watch yeah, Gravity Falls. It's Gravity amazing Falls at this yeah.
1: point. Go go watch it. It's a phenomenal <laughs> yeah. show. Phenomenal. Yeah,
0: it's great. So good, but and a very similar vibe too, which you gotta love. But uh,
1: yeah, but the, yeah, the end, I don't know. How, I thought
0: that was interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm actually again we don't tangent on this episode. um, But that's actually why I love Adventure Time. It's kind of like the way that this show wraps up is weirdly a little, it's epic, but it's a little like, Gravity Falls, it was like everything leading up to the final episode and it was like chaos and multi-dimensions opening and there was a big kind of, and, and this show wraps up in a similar way, but like a little bit more delicately than Gravity Falls. So it was... Yeah. It's a okay. cool. Yeah. As I, I, I'm trying. Dang it. This is why I was like, man, I'm ready to get to like the last season and then we'll just do all nine seasons, you know, over again. We'll do 18 seasons of this show and <laughs> we'll just start it all over when Russell's seen everything.
0: Yeah. Hey, I'm Russell. I'm your co host. This is my second time through the adventure time. <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: a repeat podcast. Y'all heard the first one. Um, yeah. We just repeat well,
0: all the same notes and everything. i The topic, only other thing oh, I had Tom. about. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I'm and I'm coughing. How unprofessional of me The oh, only goodness. other topic I had to talk about for this episode was what a dingus Finn looks like when he sleeps. He looks like such a dingus.
1: <laughs> well, and I, I had a note on that, man, too, because like most of the time we see, except for the episode still where Finn was frozen outside his sleeping bag, most of the time Finn is like a little bean man in, yeah, his, all wrapped in his sleeping bag. So I don't know why they had him kerplonkled in a weird sleeping, like, I don't, I don't know. know.
0: But then what, is, what, what a spooky scene that was when you go down for whatever, the way they framed it, it felt very creepy. There was some like haunting music going on. The way the bear is mimicking Finn downstairs in his clothes, doing the snaps and kind of like saying, hey, everybody, or, or whatever it is that he's saying. I, I understand why Jake was freaking yeah. out because I would have been freaking out as well. It's meant to be creepy.
1: Yeah, the fact that it was in the dark, like, at night when they were both asleep and he was just repeating it over and over and over again kind of makes it feel like it's, like, one of, like, a like a psychotic episode that the bear's having. Like, yeah. he yeah, if he was doing it, if he did it once and then, I don't know, if he was doing several things that was, like, mimicking Finn, it'd seem a little less crazy, but it was just, like, the snap, snap, clap. What? <laughs> like yeah finger guns yeah it seemed it seemed know. a little i mean it it proves to jake point jake's point that like it's yeah there's something a little unnerving about it to say the least definitely but i don't know and it goes into I mean, you know I, I don't i don't know i don't i don't want to go into my lessons just yet i'll i'll save i'll save that good stuff but on the topic we were on before i did want to go into uh, a little bit what we talked about in season one of our show is the Enchiridion itself. Obviously, it's, it is the, we learn, apparently, the most important part of this episode. Uh, but the Enchiridion itself, like, what is the Enchiridion? Why is it important? It's the Hero's Handbook in Adventure Time. In real life, the Enchiridion is a real book. Um, it is the handbook of Epictetus, if I, ep, ep, Epictetus? Uh, I'm gonna pronounce that, all my Greek scholars out there. Oh, man. correct me. But it's a short manual of stoic ethical advice compiled by Arian, a second century disciple of a Greek philo- philosopher, Epithecus. I'm just gonna say it that way. Um epic- eschewing metaphysics Arian
0: Ep epic
1: but it focuses his attention on Epithecus' life work applying philosophy to daily life thus the book is a manual to show the way to achieve (laughs) mental freedom and happiness in all circumstances uh which Mm. is so it's it's taken from this greek stoicism um Mm -hmm. pretty much how to kiss princesses and how to kiss princesses (laughs) obviously Obviously. i just think it's fantastic because the actually the word in kyridion translates pretty much roughly into handbook a handy book a book that you can use on hand um that's sweet which is where the term handbook actually comes from i think we did mention that in season one um and i think it's i just think that's one it's just a cool reference to pull that into a simple kids show that there is a handbook on how to be a hero but the cool book, and now actually I think I've got some flights I'm taking tomorrow. I might start reading this in Kairian. It has a lot of really cool what they say in the 17th century, it lasted it lasted like a thousand years too, and was taken and reiterated in Christian and ec, like epic Stoicism, uh different depictions as well. But uh what's called like neo-stoicism movement too. But it, essentially for how much we talk on this podcast about how important self-awareness is, this, the, the real Enchiridion is such a book that pretty much says here is a lot of advice on things you should think about in your life of if you're self-aware of this, you know, if you're self-aware of yourself, um, understand the things that like live in like very much like if you can't control the circumstances outside of you those circumstances don't like mold you um so i don't know it it seems really cool and i love that, that that's kind of a reference to finn's development and why finn is actually such a except when it comes to women finn is a pretty stable character too. <laughs> yeah you know he's he's a pretty wow. solid hero uh he's pretty grounded except for when it comes to his, his lady relationships
0: that's pretty neat to hear that it's a, a real book. I mean, we may have mentioned that I don't think I don't remember talking about that. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it's well, and that's like it, it it I think it backs into a kind of uh a lot of the great like writings like the uh meditations of Marcus Aurelius, um, of the Greek philosophers and the Greek Stoics, probably a little bit more palatable as well than uh like Dante's Inferno too, which I heard is just a nightmare to go Are through. Are you
0: Really thinking you're gonna get into this on your flight or my car, yeah bluff yeah i'm I'm, I'm gonna pull no it I'm
1: gonna actually do it's like three ninety nine on Kindle, so I was like, I might as okay. well pull it do up it. and uh, it might be super boring, it might go over my head, who knows, but I figured yeah. if we're going deep into inkyridian lore in adventure time, might as well see what the real Enchiridion says, yeah, I'm about it. You do that and and report back to me, yes, we'll report back to the podcast, let everybody <laughs> know what's going on. <laughs> Uh well Russell, overall ranking of this episode amongst all the seasons in this season. Are we feeling good about it? Not not going to make your top 5. It's not going to be my top 5.
0: It, this was a great episode. It was fun. Uh does not stick out as like some sort of a substantially amazing, incredible, I'm going to remember this episode for the rest of my life or when I'm rewatching this show eventually. I'm going to go I can't wait for when the lich comes back. Yeah. But it is a fun episode. It's a good time. I think it's a good Adventure Time episode overall.
1: Yeah. I I oh. it it gave me about half the episode is what I call, you know, treehouse episodes. And it kind of gave me a little bit of that like oh, you know, we're in the treehouse. We are just like hanging hanging out or whatever. Uh so it had some good vibes like that too. So I, I appreciate it, but I think you're right. I don't think it will necessarily end up in top five as well. So, but lessons, no. man, um, I've got one lesson. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it short and sweet today. Uh, that imitation can be the sincerest form of flattery, but it can mm. also be the most insulting form of manipulation as well. Oh, wow. Uh, Because if if you think about it, like if someone imitates you, flatters you, hypes you up, makes you think. Again, Finn's just like, he just wants to be like me and that's cool. He's like very flattered by it. That when someone manipulates you off of pretending to be – like feeding your ego and then flipping the script, that has got to be probably one of the worst Feelings ever too so yeah that's that, that Im- imitation is a very very I I don't know uh sharp bladed weapon I guess you could say a double sided blade
0: hmm okay yeah that's a good lesson man I I agree I I didn't think of it that way I definitely had written in my notes the first part of that lesson but to bring it around and say like if someone was flattering or was imitating you to flatter you in order to, you know, trick you, that would, that would blow. Yeah. Would, it's, embar- I, I, yeah it's, it's, embarrassing. it's embarrassing. It's insulting.
1: Yeah. It's, it's gotta be like, I mean, I'd imagine if that happened in my life, that would be the most like embarrassing and infuriating thing that I would have ever experienced. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Uh, it was what your lessons is at.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of how that would happen in my own life, like where that could possibly apply. But I, I, I agree. I just don't know. Like hopefully, Hey, any listeners out there, any travelers, please do not imitate me in order <laughs> to trick me in order to take something from me. I don't, I don't know. Do I it. can't think of how that would happen or why that would happen, but please don't. Cause that would totally suck. My lesson is that uh you gotta trust your dog's instinct they might be on to something
1: mm. when
0: when your dog's saying hey this feels off like like listen to them a little bit maybe Ooh, that's um, a good
1: lesson man good lesson
0: they just mostly about weather i feel like dogs just know about weather weather and demons like demons yeah <laughs> yeah
1: weather and, and also demons.
0: if you're like dying or not <laughs> which <laughs> <laughs> i guess not all dogs can do that but some dogs can some dog trained can. to be able to do that um Let's see. The other lesson I have, I have two. Uh, you got to limit the amount of nuts that you have in your mouth at one time. <laughs> there, there's just a limit on the amount of nuts that one person can take. That's
1: a good. That's a good in the bed lesson and out of the bed lesson.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, my lessons are just like uh, fortune cookies. You can always add "in bed" at the end of every one of my lessons. <laughs> so, uh, except for the trust your dog's instincts, they might be on to something. Hopefully. Not in, not in bed. That's weird. Um, regardless <laughs> on that <laughs> I, note.
1: Oh, wow. Well, you just got, wait. well, I, I was going to say when well, my dog my, barks my joke in didn't the bed, apply. I'm like, there's someone in the house. Let's, yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah.
0: Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. It doesn't have yeah. to be sexual. It just, so it does apply. It still it works.
1: It still applies. sometimes we're, sexual, we're sometimes good. not. You're in the clear.
0: Yeah. We're, we're not sickos on this podcast. Uh, we're, we're, we're weirdos. Not super that's sickos. for sure.
1: Well, dude, um, I also, I've got a great rec for this week, but I wanted to yeah. hear a rec that you had. My rec? Dude,
0: I I don't know if you know this about me. I would assume you do. Do you know my favorite TV show of all time, Ned? Mm, Naruto Shippuden? A good show. Not my favorite show of all time. Uh, my favorite Avatar show. Avatar Last Airbender. Oh, maybe.
1: Oh, yes, no. I know that's in the top three, I'm sure. It's up
0: there, for sure. My favorite show of all time, probably because of how nostalgic it is for me. I don't know how much it holds up. Though, I I, I take that back. I do know. I've watched it six times through. That 70s show I've seen oh, so yeah. many times. I recently started watching that 90s show, which is the Oh, Netflix I didn't even
1: know it came out remake.
0: yet. Yeah, it's out, dude. It came out Thursday. Oh, shoot. But, so, Leia is the main character and I won't spoil too much for you, Ned, but, but Leia is Eric's daughter, of course, um. because he's a big star Wars nerd. And the first episode, if you're a that 70 show fan, I think go watch it for sure. If you're not, you know, there are other sitcoms that might be a little bit better. Um, but as a, that 70 show fan, I almost teared up in that first episode because eric mm. he's eric's in the first episode and he's just so eric foreman it is just so good it just feels so like oh my gosh an old friend you are the same
1: person you were oh, when we left off that's so, it's so great nice that to they, see again they kept his character to where it felt familiar because that's where those oh, like totally. kind of reboots can can mess up man like i tried watching um I tried watching How I Met Your Father and it just it misses the mark. It misses yeah. the magic. It, it, it ugh, I don't know. I I'm just well, a dislike big part of Duff, it, you know, but a big part of it is like
0: tough. Red Foreman and Kitty Foreman, the parents are grandparents now and they are basically the main characters if not like the
1: secondary main characters of this mm-hmm. show. You because yeah, I'm game. sure they're, they're going to do the Eric and Red dynamic all again in this show.
0: Well, it's interesting, too, because now Red's older. He's the grandfather. He's not the dad. He doesn't have to be a hard ass, necessarily.
1: Does so Does, does Red spoil his grandchildren, like, hardcore? Not necessarily.
0: Like- you know, he's a little cheap. He's still Red Foreman, you know, and he's okay. kind of doing his Red Foreman things. We don't need to do a whole analysis on just yeah, watching. It. I'm, I'm, like, super good. excited about it. it now. So Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's great. That first episode really got me in the feels, and you know, it's really good to see Fez and um hey there, hi there, ho there, uh, Bob and gosh, I mean, hey, basically everybody. Hey there, hey there, Hyde. I wish Hyde could be in it, but I understand why yeah. he's not, and I agree for them not to have him back in this Smart. season. But
1: yeah, he, I um, mean, he ruined all the follow-ups for that '70s show, and he yeah. ruined the ranch too. The ranch was totally. a fantastic show, and and when they had to write him out of the script, it was. It's a bummer, man. The ranch. I mean, yeah. I think in terms of shows that they've made, strictly for streaming, too. the The ranch is fantastic, and he was a yeah. great character. So yeah but there's a lot Sorry, of throwbacks had... you'll
0: really appreciate all the throwbacks ned like okay lots nice. of little moments like i was calling out as like oh my gosh Leia's about guessing... to get xyz oh they're going well, to this um, place and then they would go it's so great
1: it's that and what it's supposed to be set in i guess what 19 in the 90s like in the 90s yeah. uh, or like 95 i believe 95. so we're getting we're getting into the like we're,
0: we're... We're Pete nineties. We're, we're grunging yeah. it out a little bit, you know.
1: A little, little grunge, but like you can still hit the mark with like other, like Britney Spears esque. Like yeah, you can still hit the marky
0: mark if you need to. Yeah, you can still hit the marky mark
1: if you need to. I love it. <laughs> um, you my go. recommendation this week is I uh, finally, after two long, excruciating years, got myself a PlayStation Five. Oh, and Gosh. have played the shit out of God of War Ragnarok. Fantastic game, too. So dude. I don't know if we have a lot of video gamers out there, but man, I talk about a game that like I have put so many hours into it, and I'm going to if I can beat two more bosses, I will platinum the game, which I've done on one game ever. um But yeah, dude, just the I mean, I'm talking maybe my Rex PS5, maybe my wreck is God of War, but like the beat like it is made beautifully the story is beautiful there's actually so many cinematics in the game that's like it could be made a movie on its own and now everybody wants dave they're going to do a tv and or movie adaptation of god of war and they want dave batista to play kratos and it would nice. be phenomenal it'd be so good
0: Ned, um, what was your rec last week
1: gosh what was my rec last week wasn't it bar rescue was it not god of war was it god of war oh maybe it was a maybe i'm double wrecking my gosh i don't know (laughs) it's that good i've been playing it all week but possibly so oh
0: the double i don't
1: don't even care i don't even care i've now gotten to the (laughs) end of the i now have beaten the game in between the last time we recorded and now and it's gets the double recommendation
0: all right well regardless let's wrap up uh just guys, remind me
1: to not wreck it a third time
0: <laughs> if you do uh we're i'm quitting the podcast podcast <laughs> is over if
1: ned wrecks that one more time uh, well send us out where can all of our lovelies follow us
0: yeah yeah thanks everybody for following us and uh finishing this episode with us you can check us out on instagram at never ending adventure never ending adventure podcast TikTok talk at never ending adventure cast twitter at nea underscore podcast Email us your thoughts, your opinions. Get on that travelers log at nea underscore log at gmail.com. And thank you so much for just all your support and any hashtagging of NEA podcasts that you do and tagging us and crap and helping us promote it. You know, that helps so much. It really does. And we just look forward to getting deeper into this season. That was geeking out about what mm-hmm. episodes are to come. Yeah, while we I'm, were taking dude, our little commercial break.
1: I'm talking I'm I straight up episodes 13 through 21 of this season. It's just like gold, 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 gold. Yeah. Old references. So, full circle. It's it's going to get good.
0: I'm excited. Straddle in. Straddle up. Be careful with how many nuts straight you're putting straight. in your mouth at one time. And uh, I'll see y'all next week. Party forever.
1: You